Rabbi good morning, a good Nerev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kodesh. Parashas Masay, for those of us in Eretz Yisrael, and this is the week that all of our friends and Talmidim and Chutzlars also are joining us. You start with Parshas Matas, but it's going to be a double-header for you, Matas Masay. And it's a pleasure to be back together again. So the words that we'll say on the Parsha, hopefully will carry through for all of us as we get into the Shabbos Kodesh. We also have to mention that today is Rosh Chodesh, Menachem Av, and uh, there's no question that that's an area that we have to discuss. The week of the nine days, which this uh, year we see it's a little bit, it's not nine days, it's going to be uh, ten days, because Tisha B'Av is falls out next Shabbos, and then we have a Nidche, and we have the fast will be on Yud Ba'av. There are some nafkeminas la'halacha concerning many, many of the dinim which come about because of this particular calendar year. And everyone should ask their local Orthodox rabbi exactly what should be done. Just one of the simple things is that next Sunday night, not this Sunday night, but next Sunday night when you make Havdalah, you're allowed to do, take a shower and you're allowed to wash right away because since it's Already, already after Yud Ba'av, that Chumrah of waiting till the following morning is not going to apply. But there's no question we have to also speak about, as we always do, what's really going on in the world, what's going on in the Welt, and to see how we can get Chizik from the Parsha. So on the simple level, just to speak a little bit about the month of Av, as we mentioned, I think maybe last week, that we should become more of more Tatis, to ourselves in our Hanhaga of how we act with each other and how we act with our relationship with the Tati, with the big Tati, with the Rabbi Shalom. And we have to remind ourselves, not an easy task, of the Avelis of the morning of the Churban Beis Hamidrash. And for those of us that grew up in Western culture and Western society, the concept of mourning of a Churban, something which took place 2,000 years ago, something is difficult for us to comprehend. We're also very spoiled from all the creature comforts that we have, what's called mefunakim. And when it comes these days, when we have to really keep the halachas of mourning, and that includes not taking showers, not doing a wash, not cutting our hair, not listening to music, those are things which are difficult for us to get used to. But if we really understand how important it is for us to have a relationship with the Churban Beis Hamigdash. A relationship, yes. A relationship in the sense that we're lacking in many, many areas, and the most important area is not having the Beis Hamigdash. Not having the Tsar of the Shechina. This is something which everything that we do, when we act according to what the Halacha says, it brings us closer to have a Hakara, to have a understanding of what our avoda is in these days. And for sure, we have to understand the Siba, the reasons behind the, the Chorban Beis HaMignosh. But in the simple sense, if a person doesn't learn how to mourn, then a person cannot learn and will not be Zochet, as we know, to the Binyan Beis HaMignosh. So, for some reason, this year, the parasha is parasha's Matis Masay, or Masay for those of us in Eretz Yisrael, it's going to be the parsha where we're going to end off the Sefer Bamidbar. So we're going to delve a little bit into the parsha, Parsha's Masay in particular, 
and try to pick out some points which we can relate to. Just happens to be the golf on the side point, uh, not on the side point, but I was looking at the last words of Parashas Masay as we're going to end off on Shabbos. And we're going to say Chazak, Chazak, Venit Chazek. So the last words of the Parsha, just want to relate to them in a certain way, is Eila Mitzvah Mishpatim Asher Tziva Hashem Biad Moshe El Bnei Yisrael Ba'arvas Mayov. The plains of Mayov are Yarden Yerecho. On the Yarden, uh, in the Yerech, Yerech is in the Mizrach, Yarden Yerecho. But we know somehow it has to relate to the Yarden and Arvaz Mayav. It happens to be this week, the Yeshiva, Rebdaiver, and myself, and the entire staff and Talmudim, we had a end of the year, end of the Zman, Tiyul up north. We went to the, uh, to the, we went to the Jordan River. We had a lot of wonderful, wonderful activities. And it was great to be able to jump into the coolness of the river of the Jordan. So I was thinking about it and looking at the plains of Mayav, really to see the Hore Mayav. I drove up and I drove back through the, um, through the Aravaz, it's called. And there's really the biblical places recognized that this is where Yeshua ben Nun crossed over and he entered into Eretz Yisrael. And I think that this is an element that we all have to try to be mechazik in to recognize that we are Zoycha to be able to have Eretz Yisrael today. Not a simple thing for so many thousands of years. Jews, they davened, they cried in order to be able to come back to Eretz Yisrael. We are that a Zoycha to have Eretz Yisrael. We have to realize what kind of schus it is and what can we do to elevate ourselves. So if we take a look at the parsha, we know that the parsha is called Parsha's Mase, and it speaks about the 40 two different places in the Midbar where Klai Yisrael, they traveled. And uh, Rav Sternbach Schlitter writes that this is really a lesson for a Yid in his own life. Every single person is going through a Masa, every single person is going through a Nasiya, from the time we're born until the time that we enter into the next world, to Olam Haba, when we leave the what's called the temporary world, and we go into the, the world of Keva. And each one of us has different junctions that we should uh, contemplate and we should make a cheshben and we should think about the wonderful, wonderful uh, hatzlachas and the wonderful siyat that the Baruch Hashem gives us and uh, not to take it for granted. If we recognize there's so many nisim that have gone on in our lives from the time we're young until we get older and uh, for people that have seen miracles in front of their lives in so many uh, uh, times, it's something which is very simple, but sometimes we don't realize it's just the, the actual continuous and continuous life that we have, that we're able to breathe, we're able to eat, we're able to walk. These are things which we took, shouldn't take for granted, especially when we hear about, you know, friends of ours, Talmud of ours, when a child gets sick, and uh, then on those that Baruch Hashem, they're able to get a refuel and able to become better, so here we could definitely say what Rashi says in the beginning of the parsha. Why do we have to mention all of these different masos? So Rashi brings in two pshatim, but one of the pshatim is that Tanchuma, the Medrash Tanchuma says, it's a muscle to a king that his son was sick, and they went to travel in order to, be, to get the refuah. And when they returned, after they had gotten to the doctors and they were able to be healed, when they went back, he said, oh, we're going to stop over here. He says, over here we slept. 
over here you had a very high temperature and we cooled off. Over here you were resting your head in order to re remember that this wasn't a simple thing and to say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to the one that brings the Rufuah, to be thankful to him. So this is time a lesson. A lesson that what? That uh, life's travels, all of us have these, all, all of us have these masos and we know that there's membeis. So the membeis, as my friend Ripchi Goodman told me a very interesting word this morning as we were both bu buying things early this morning for Arab Shabbos, uh, he told me a quick good word. He says, we know there's membeis, uh, masos, and there's also in this week's parasha, which we'll speak about a little bit more in detail in a second, is the membeis are a miklat. The 42 are a miklat that there were, and those 42 are miklat earlier combined with another six, six, three of them in Ever Yarden, three of them in Eretz Yisrael. The 42 cities were the cities of, of the Levium. They also counted as Ari Miklat. So what is this concept of the 42, the 48? So he said a very, very beautiful thing. We know that if you take a look at the Parsh of Kriyashma, the Parsh of Ahafta was called the Parsh's Kriyashma. The Parsh's Kriyashma has 42 uh, words in it. And together with the six words of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, it's combined to have 48. So this gives us a little lesson that what's considered the Ari Miklat, Ari Miklat is Kriyashma. When we're Makabal, O Malchus Shemayim, we say Shema Yisrael, we have the combined figure of the 48, which allows us to be interned in a safe place. And uh, I was thinking some Gavaldige, Gavaldige insights that uh, in previous years we spoke a little bit about some of the names of the places that uh, Kala Yisrael went through. Each one had a special, special market. There are two Haisafas I want to mention, which we didn't say last year. I saw brought down from Abchayim Mintz. He says a very, very good thing. When Kala Yisrael left after um, Aaron Hakoyan dies, so he goes to Har Har. He's in Har Har, and it says, They left Har Har and they went to Tzalmaina. So he says a very interesting thing. It could be that Tzalmaina is being Miramis to the concept of the Tzalem Elokim. HaKadosh Baruch created man, Tzalem Elokim also Adam. Tzalmaina was the Tzalem Elokim. And I was thinking in this context, after Aaron Hakoyan died, Klaiso recognized what kind of literally mountain Aaron HaKoyim was. He was a mountain of Midas Tavis, which we'll discuss in a second. Aaron HaKoyim, when he was with Klai Yisrael, it was like Har Har. And now when he left us, he showed us what a Tzalem Elohim is. So Klai Yisrael himself had to pick up their game. They had to leave Har Har, they had to leave the place of the mountain of Aaron HaKoyim, and they had to understand and reflect upon what they can do in order to elevate their tzelom elokim. This is a message for every single one of us. What can we do to elevate that our tzelom elokim should be on a higher level? And over here I mentioned uh, the word that we like to say, that in this week's parsha, it's the only parsha in the Torah, it's the only place in the Torah that we find the yard side of a person. In this week's parsha, we find the yard side of Aaron HaKoyin. And it says... Aaron HaKoyin dies, and the Torah gives us a description exactly where he died and uh, what date he died in. 
Perak Lamed Gimel Pasuk Lamed Ches Vayao Aaron Akoyin Al Hor Hor Aaron Akoyin Left to Hor Hor Al Pi Hashem And Rashi says Al Pi Hashem Is he died Mises Nishika Which is what Moshe Rabbeinu was Nisave Vayom Hashem He died there Bishnas Harboim Letzayis Bnei Yisomir At Mitzrayim On the fortieth year when they left Mitzrayim When Bachodesh Hachamishi Beechav Bachodesh On the fifth fifth month What's the fifth month starting from this one It's it's Chodesh uh, Av. When Bechav Chodesh, Rabbi said, today is Iron Akayin's yard site, and I always say over, why does the Torah mention the yard site of Iron Akayin more than any of the other great tzaddikim? The other Sakdashim, Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov, Moshe Rabbeinu, could have been any of the Shvatim. Why Dafka Iron Akayin? And I was thinking along Al Piderach Hapshat that Iron Akayin we know is Ayiv Shalom, Ayiv Sabius, Makarvan Latayra. He is the one that depicts to us what it means to be someone that cares about another member of Klaiso that goes the extra mile. Ah, Givaldik. So therefore, what does the Torah say? The Torah tells us on Menachem Av, Rishchadish Menachem Av, which is going to be the beginning of the nine days, which is going to be the Churban Beis Hamignosh. Here we have to emphasize, this was the day that Aaron Hakoyin died. The Har Har, the mountain of mountains of Aaron Hakoyin's great feats of caring about Klai Yisrael, davening for another member of Klai Yisrael, bringing Shalom to Klai Yisrael. This is something that we ourselves have to emulate, and we have to recognize, now's the time for us to step up our game, to bring in our Tzelem Elohim, and to see how we can become a little bit more like Aaron Akayan, to be so careful about what a person's what a person's feelings are all about, to say a good word to them. I saw Gavaldika Maisa, we just mentioned it right over here, that uh, there was a Yid, and he had gone through some sort of accident, and he had difficulties. He was in the hospital for many, many months. He had diff- was an older person, and uh, he came out of the hospital, and he had to carry, he had to have a walker, and he had to go, uh, and he had to go for therapy. And eventually, after months and months, he finally started coming back to the shul in his neighborhood, and he walked very slowly, and he, he was walking with this walker, and people saw that he was, you know, was struggling to get in, but he was most nervous to go. And one day he came into the base of Medrash. He was walking. He had a little bit more of a step in his, in a, you know, he was walking a little bit better. And one of the Avrechim said to him, says, ah, he wasn't a personal friend of his. He just was a member of the shul. He says, ah, Rabbi Yankiv, you, ata, <coughs> It looks like you're going better. He said a good word to him. So the person gave him a big, gave him a big smile. And then it was a, a day that you could buy an aliyah. And this the person that had the uh, accident, he went over him. He bought one of the aliyahs and he got up there. And at the end of the aliyah, he benched Tagaymal. And he said, Agaymal And then after he came down from the from the bima, he went over to the Savreich and he says, Ah. I want to thank you. He says, what do you want to thank me for? He says, because you told me a good vart. You said to me, you're looking better. You're walking better. And I have to tell you that the Rav told me, I asked him, when should I bench Hagaymo? He had this accident. It's not so simple when you bench Hagaymo. Because really it's only after a person becomes healed. So how do you know that I'm really becoming healed? He says, when a member of the shul will say that you're walking better, then that's a raya that you're doing better. So there, now that you said this to me, so now I was able to bench Hagamah. Everybody said, look what a good vart is. A good vart can really change a person's life. <laughs> One of the other things it says in this week's part is, they camped in Chashmaina. You know what travel that was? 
That was travel number 25. Isn't it interesting? Chashmoyna. is maybe Ramas to the Chashmoyna, which took place on the 25th day of Kislev. The Chashmoyna, which stands for the Shmoynas Yimei Chanukah. Chashmoyna, Shmoynas Yimei Chanukah. So we have to recognize that everything that's in the Masas, every place that we go to, we have to say, oh, what is this teaching me? What what can I do to be mechazik myself and to have a better relationship with the aliyah that I need? And I think this is incumbent upon us if we want to be mechazik ourselves in the inyan of having a greater connection to Yushalayim, to the Ir HaKodesh. Uh, you know, we have to mention that um, till today, still we see that the you know the the, the there's still a battle that's going on. Even today in Rosh Chodesh, unfortunately, the, you know, the reform movement, they are trying their utmost to have a stand near the Kaisal. We know that they have the women of the wall, that they go and they, they brazenly, they brazenly, when they brazenly, they go against the halacha. And they bring Sefer Torah and they wear tefillin and they make a big tumult. And the former prime minister, Bennett, he allowed that they should have a separate place next to the Kaisel where they can have mixed services without a mechitza, something which was never, ever done by the Kaisel. Now, you might say, why don't we just live and let live? You know, the Reform Movement, they, they're considered a legitimate Jewish sect, and we just have to allow them, everyone should just have their own place. Rabbi said, if we really recognize what Chorben Beis Hamignosh is, we wouldn't take this so lightly. Is this really what the Rebbeinu wants? Is this the way that we're going to bring back the Kedusha of the Beis HaMikdash? Or is there something which we have to recognize that if we don't follow the Messiah, we don't step step up to the plate, and when it comes time to stand up and to say that this is something that we fight for, now how you fight about it, how you're supposed to go about it, that already have to speak to the Gedolim. They tell us how we're supposed to do it. I'm not from those people that say, you have to go and you have to make a Chol Hashem. But you do have to denounce it. You do have to protest it. And this is something you have to realize. Yushalayim is not the Yushalayim that we need. We, Yushalayim is the Yushalayim when we'll be Zoychemir Hashem, Be able to see Mashiach Tzidkein the rebuilding in the base of English. Until those days, we're still in Chorban. And we have to daven that HaKadosh Baruch should be Mashpia on us. Where do we get the Hashba Lutova? In this week's parish, we find that there's the Ari Miklot. What were the Ari Miklat? Ari Miklat were places of refuge. person killed Beshegig. He had to be very careful. He has to run away because the Goyal Hadam is trying to catch him. So we send him to the Ari Miklat. And the Sefer HaChinuchet says, what happened to Ari Miklat? The Ari Miklat were the cities of the Levium. Isn't that strange? The cities of the Levium, that means you went to the place where all the Kailah guys were. That's a place where you should be. And all the Ratzchim would go there. He's not good for the for the not good for the Ratzchim. It's not good for the uh, for the Avrechim. The Torah says no. The Avrechim, they're the ones. When I say the Avrechim, he's using that as a terminology. They're the ones that are mashpia toiv, like we said before, to say a good word to somebody. So, what happens is, is that when a person kills kills a shaygig, he had he wasn't careful. He he, he killed somebody. Like I remember the story that took place with me with Rav Yashiv Zetzal, a taxi driver, unfortunately, on a Matzah Shabbos in Rechov Beis Yisrael, going back many, many years, 
hid it from Yid, and he killed him. And I went and asked the Shiloh what I should do, because I saw the, the taxi driver speeding down the curve, down the, the, the corner. And the Yashu said, you have to go, and you have to tell the police exactly what took place, because he's a roidif. He's a roidif. He's a person that killed somebody, even though he didn't mean it on purpose. It's a shaygeg. But on the other hand, he it wasn't an anus. It was something that he should have been more careful about. And if he continues to drive like this, he'll kill more people. He's a roidif. Can't allow him to do it. So that was the type of person you're talking about. The Goy Adam wants to kill him. So what happens? As long as he's in the the confines of the Armiklat, he's safe. What is it? Just, it's just like a safe space over there? He just doesn't go to jail? No, the answer is, this is the process that he needs in order to get better. By sitting in the environment and being around and hearing the Shiurim and seeing the way Yunga light, the way they speak, the way they act, and the Midas, Tavis, that, are, that go on by Talmud HaChachamim, like we spoke last night, we spoke about the greatness of Rav Yashim, Zeich and other great people. So these are the people that they're Mashpiat L'Tav. When people were in this city, they became better people. We have to realize we have a, it's incumbent upon us to recognize that we have an obligation to be mashpia on the rest of the society and the rest of the world. And the way to do that is for us to become the mushlamim that we have to become, the other mashalim. And Eretz Yisrael has a, a, a responsibility, and we have a responsibility Eretz Yisrael to make Eretz Yisrael the holiest place on earth, to recognize that the Kedusha that's here is something which we have to let it permeate our beings and to permeate everybody else that comes within the environment. I saw that Rav Moshe Zetzal, when a Yid would come from Eretz Yisrael, he would always say Shalom Aleichem to him before anybody else. He held that a Yid that came from Eretz Yisrael, he's on a, a, a higher madrega, unbelievable. And But Rav Moshe himself, his environment, his environment, he spread out uh, Kedusha, he spread out Midas Tavis. I saw my unbelievable Misa. It was a Yid in the, in the east side, and he was walking near East Broadway, near MTJ, where the Rav Moshe was the Rav, was the Rosh Hashiva. And there was a car accident, and there was a boy that was hit by a car accident, the two boys that were hit, and he saw that there was a yarmulke on the floor, so he thought that it was a Jewish boy. So he quickly ran into the base medrash, and, his, and, and, and he went to Rav Moshe, and they called that Salah and everything else. And he told Rav Moshe, we have to dive in for the Jewish boy. He thought maybe it was a boy from MTJ. So Rav Moshe said to him, it's, 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 it, it wasn't a Yid, it was a guy. And I don't have to dive in for him. Yeah. So he said, how do you know it was a guy? There was a yarmulke there. He says, no, I'm telling you it wasn't a Yid, it was a guy. And then the person went back and it came out that really it wasn't the Jewish boy. This, it was a Goyish boy that was running after a year to hit him. I don't know if you ever lived in the Lower East Side. I, I was there many, many times. A little anti-Semitism was going on. And what happened was, before you hit the, the Jewish boy, he was hit by a car. Rav Moshe, he went back to Rav Moshe, said, the Rebbe have Ruach HaKadosh? He says, no, I don't have Ruach HaKadosh. This is what Rav Moshe said. It could be he did have Ruach HaKadosh, but he hit it. He said, but I know one thing. Whatever, if I'm sitting and learning the way I'm supposed to, so the environment which is around here, like the Gemara says, when Rabbi Yehuda Nasi was around, people didn't die, because he really had that kayach. Rav Moshe had that kayach. Rav Moshe, it can't be that a Jewish boy in this particular neighborhood around the yeshiva is going to be harmed. 
And therefore he knew it couldn't have been a Yid, it must have been a non-Jew. Rabbi Zai, Midas Tavis, Milas Tavis, we should, we, we should recognize that a good word, this is really what it's all about. Um, there was a, there, there was, um, you know, a person, a person has to recognize that we, we're holding by the Membez Masos, we're holding by the Parsha of Kriyashma, that's the, the Irmiklut, we're holding by the Parsha of Aaron Hakoyen, we're holding by the Parsha of Tselem Elokim, the Parsha of Chashmanoyim, we're holding by the Parsha, we have to remember the Beis HaMikdash, if we'll be Margish, the Chisorin, of the lack of Kedusha, and we'll try to add on in whatever way we can to be more like Aaron HaKoyen, to have more of a Tselem Elokim, to recognize the 25th is the, the, the Chashmanoyim, and now we're holding in the beginning of this month, we hope that this month will be Nepach, from Evil to Yamtif, from Tsar to Geula, through this Rosh Chodesh, through this Shabbos, through the Parsha of Masi, and the ending off of Chazak, Chazak, Venit Chazak, together with all of Kla Yisrael, will be Zorchim Hashem to see the rebuilding of the Beis Amignosh in our days speedily. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.